to the Data Rockstars Coffee Podcast with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Lally. This week, we're going to have a discussion about how access to personal data can be used against us in certain circumstances. And I think you watched SourceLink on the news this morning, wasn't it, or today, that you wanted to talk about and possibly get a little bit passionate about? Yeah, it's something that caught my eye and it's something that's always intrigued me a little bit, just in terms of the vast amount of personal data that's available about all of us in the modern day and how easy it is to potentially get access to that and how we perhaps take for granted that we're living in a secure environment that allows this data to be collected and that we have trust for the most part in governments and authorities not to misuse that data against us as as citizens and individuals. And um, I caught a story yesterday in The Guardian about the fact that the Taliban are using information about Afghanis who have worked with the US and the international coalition forces to look at identifying them, obviously then with the view of looking from reports that, as they're indicating, to to punish and find those individuals and, and punish them. And I think it's when you look at some of the international development goals, within that there's a a right that's to have a a legal identity. So people, you know, in developing countries, it can be really difficult to have, you know, births registered, information collected in the same way that we would collect it here. And actually, if you don't have that level of being able to prove your identity, it makes it much harder to access key core services that you might need education healthcare, being able to to travel you know so it's very much in the the modern world needed that that you you're able to identify who you are and to prove that and so people in countries where this isn't as easy are then at at a disadvantage potentially and so i think there's a, a lot of work going on around the world through various aid agencies and to look at how do they progress giving and include giving people those access to those digital identities and being able to prove who they are and how do they make sure that's as inclusive as possible and as easy as possible so that there's no barriers to that Mm -hmm. and obviously that work over the last 20 odd years has been going on in Afghanistan led by the the US and other agencies and NGOs working in that in the country and obviously now that the sad side of it is that that information is now being misused to put those individuals at risk who've worked yeah. for the the government and the coalition forces either as translators or within their agencies the army and the police yeah. and it's it's modern it's biometric information there's identity cards they've got a national statistics and information authority that mm-hmm. includes fingerprints iris scans photograph there's registration databases as well for voters so wow. a lot of technology and information being stored that the taliban are now openly talking about using that information to hunt down those mm-hmm. individuals and for me it's it just raises that question and it's one that's always we've always sort of mulled over, but and I think it's obviously you know very evident here that there's a, a threat to individuals if regime changes take place, and then the the regime that is coming in to to take control doesn't have the same views or approach to governing that the previous one did. And I think yeah. there's there's a level of risk within our own environment anyway at how data can be used against the citizen but not to this level i mean this is you know this is obviously 
potentially life-threatening and so how do you actually mitigate that risk and not put people at a disadvantage and, and exclude them from developing as a country as a people and being able to access the services they need to access with all the different countries around the world but at the same time recognize that some political systems are much more volatile and then individuals could very well be put at risk or with that knowledge potentially be put off even engaging with any of these kind of systems that are set up as they look to collect that information people will potentially be suspicious or, or, or worried that later down the line they their life could be put at risk and it's, it's that threatening yeah i'm gonna sound a little geeky now but it, it literally just head with great responsibility or what was it um great with great power comes great responsibility and i think mm-hmm. with that when, when there has been a regime change and then you've got access to a vast amount of information that gives you a greater amount of power over people there comes as a part of you would hope a level of responsibility However, clearly, there's evidence in this case, they are using that to for their own benefit and for the disadvantage of those people that they don't feel fit a particular profile. And I read a book, again, it's geeky, but I read a book on holiday a couple of years ago about called Cyber Wars. And what the author said there was actually the next war that we have will be a digital war because of the power, because actually you can disenfranchise people much easier with their digital profile than you've ever been able to do uh, before and that's not to say that there won't be violence and there won't be you know physical wars that they're having because I think that's likely to always be the case but if you want to make have really do something dramatic I think accessing government databases which is why you've got so many cyber criminals Mm. you know statewide cyber crime is a thing because they can disrupt an entire country because of that and i how you manage that risk i don't know you need to understand what you hold to then understand what are the potential risks and then have you put us the appropriate mitigations in place it was interesting i think one of the suggestions the author of this article who works for caribbean digital so they focus mm-hmm. very much on looking at sort of data management technologies and around the world so that mm-hmm. they are involved in projects all over the globe uh, understand that sort of differing approaches that kind of embracing the idea of, the idea of data minimization so actually you're only collecting what you need to collect and retained and that, that that it's stored in a way that is mindful of the fact that potentially having big centralized databases isn't necessarily the best way anymore and that there are countries in europe uh, so sites Germany, Spain and the Netherlands are looking at how you can decentralise it from being held at the government level but giving it back to individuals so obviously Mm -hmm. similarly to the the Covid passports and the track track and trace app uh, you know they've all tried to use a a distributed Mm -hmm. model where it's actually held in our own hands as individuals as opposed to centrally by government Um, and potentially that might be a necessary protection where you're, you're developing systems within volatile political climates that regime change could put the lives of individuals at at risk and you know it's such to the point that you know i think there's a a, you know obviously that's a a centralized database but then people have freely been using social media and obviously we saw a lot of reports in the last couple of weeks coming out of afghanistan videos photographs and again there was reports that the taliban were using 
that information again to try and identify where people were so then you know photos and faces started being blurred so as not to put them at risk and interestingly I I spotted another news article that indicated that you know they're typically they're quite traditional in their views um, very conservative and not sort of necessarily embracing the modern world but they're looking at embracing social media as a way and a platform to advance their message and reach more people which again is is quite interesting in terms of then the amount of information that they might find about people or if they're tracking potentially where there might be political activists or Mm -hmm. people who are not agreeing with their approach how will they use that information and it's suddenly individuals engaging in social media certainly in Afghanistan might become more concerned and I know that there are reports of people deleting accounts deleting photographs deleting sort of evidence of the fact of where they'd been who they'd worked for even to the point of people you know women burning their their qualifications and certificates so that then they, there could be no reprisals further down the line about the education that they've had which is again immensely sad. tragic and sad yeah I think what's what will be interesting to see from that so if the likes of the Taliban are now using social media which we know collect vast amount of data about us what do those companies do in those Mm. situations and stuff so ethically you know what do you do and I think that'd be an interesting one to see you know ethically and morally I would challenge them to do something about that because that that wasn't what the platform was set out to do and yet it has been used in such a way and not just in the, the article that you've seen but there have been various documentaries about how social media has been misused to share a message and to sway votes and whatnot so what does the comp- the head of those companies do about that and then that's the challenge again isn't it i think we saw it in the wake of last year's u.s election in mm. terms of the you know and the, the attack on the capital building Mm -hmm. earlier this year and the decisions those companies then made Mm -hmm. to remove people from the platforms but that you know was that after the horse had bolted yeah you know know, actually a lot of the movement and organization had already happened by that point so but how do you manage that risk because everything's facilitated so much easier with social media and the amount of information that is there for all of us to input into and we create it and then it gets used in ways that potentially people weren't prepared for yeah and I think in that respect it's I mean it's quite a gloomy topic of today's podcast but I think it's one that we can all take something from and learn from and and be really mindful about how you're using these platforms I'm not suggesting that anyone stops using them I know a number of people that have withdrawn from social very various social media platforms and I know I don't use them as much but you know can we consider what we put onto social media in terms of video contact details you know location information how we connect that device with other applications you know so take a moment to think about your social media footprint and just think do you really want all this information out there and if you do then you've done that risk assessment you know that's that's all I would ask and I think as a company if you've got a social media platform then you want to make sure that you're using it appropriately for for me and if you ever do design your own social media network please have an ethical and moral (laughs) approach to that level of data collection because this is could be the outcome i think it's that temptation isn't it that more data is always going to be better and actually 
one of the core principles is very much around only collecting what you need and having a justification and purpose for it. And I think that applies whether or not you're collecting information about your customers directly mm. from them or you're looking at background analytics yeah. or you're setting up a you know the next new Facebook or Twitter and looking to understand more and gain insights into how people use the platform and develop profiles. It's always about having only what's necessary and being able to justify it for good purposes. Nice. I think that's a, a good way to bring today's session to a close. Yeah, it's quite a thought-provoking week. So uh, philosophical discussions yeah. going on there. Um, quite deep. So Very deep, Regina. <laughs> if you've got any thoughts you'd like to share your feedback with us, uh, please let us know. And similarly, if you do spot any interesting news stories you'd like us to discuss, please get in touch with us on coffee at dbxuk.com. Thanks as always for listening in. We hope you found it interesting too. And join us next week for more insight into the world of data and data protection. Mm-hmm.